everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting here in Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia. What was that, Docs? It usually stops. I don't know. That was the next sound in the uh, in the thing. Well, I'm going to go out of order today oh, no. and introduce uh, Docs. You heard it. You heard him first here. It's uh-huh. William E. Docs to my still, left. Yeah, still sitting on the left. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joanna, should we switch seats? Yeah. <laughs> and that's Joanna. Okay. That other voice you heard is Joanna E. Russo. Uh, Joanna, what's up? Um, I think that I've I finally gotten my wish. I think summer is gone in D.C. It it is. It's still raining. Joanna, was that one of your New Year's resolutions? No summer. <laughs> I should have put it on the list. Yeah. Well, you got it because it's. I, I think the Washington Post said it was the longest stretch of time ever in the D.C. area. That we had rain every single day. I what about was, the area D.C.? The area D.C. <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 13 straight days, 14 straight days. We may be going on 16 straight days at this uh-huh. point. How's, how's your arc construction going? <laughs> um, I am starting to, I'm starting to work on it. I'm uh-huh. going to go to your place and, and grab some wood. You got some wood in the back of your house, uh-huh. I think. I might grab some wood. and could build a bamboo raft. Yeah, yeah. With the bamboo that you got in the mm-hmm. backyard. Uh, so yeah, I, I I haven't haven't started yet, but I I think that's Thinking not about a bad it. idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. How's your arc construction? Pretty good, but um, I'm not gonna go with two of each animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just gonna be like a solo a solo mission. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, seats one. Well, I don't know that that fits your personality, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, despite all that, guys, big show to get to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my house guest who's going to join us right. on the show today. Right? Do you guys care to venture a guess who that house guest is? Probably, probably the girl we interviewed three or four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say Julie. No, it's not Julie. Uh, you're her house guest. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, we're going to have Ashley Higginson on the show today. Uh, Ashley is a Olympic hopeful. Uh, she's got her A standard. Uh, in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, uh, and she's going to uh, be on the program. She runs for Saucony, uh, and she also runs for the New Jersey New York Track Club. Saucony's getting a lot of run on this podcast lately. I finally brought your Saucony shoes over here. That is true, To, yes. to the studio, Doc, so... I need to, although, to be fair, I need to open that box and make sure there's shoes inside <laughs> the box. Right, that's true. All right, Docs. Well, here's the box then. Check it out, man. Oh, cool. Well, let's see what we got here. It's size nines. I'm going to have to try these on. I'm actually a size nine and a half, mm-hmm. which Tripp should know if he actually <laughs> listened to the show. Good so, point. So I think we just learned something about Tripp because I believe he provided my my shoe size to Saucony. Yeah, that's an indictment on Tripp for yeah. sure. All right. Well, um, there's tape on the box. So let me All right. break this through. Whoa. These shoes have friends in here. Nice. Um, we got a hat. Yes. I have a, uh, it looks like a technical top. All right, hand me that here. Let's see. That looks like um, the Hydrolite short sleeve top. That's a really nice top, man. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, and some, some long shorts. Farley, are you jealous <laughs> about my long shorts over here? I, I would be, but I got myself a pair of those long shorts too. So uh, those are, I believe, the Run Lux short. Looks like pretty nice. cool. Pretty cool. This is nice gear, uh, and the hat's definitely going to come in handy as as we continue through this forty days and forty <laughs> nights of rain. Right. It's, 
That's true. Well, cool. This this is awesome. Uh, I like these shoes. What what are we looking at here? They're got green. The, I got <laughs> green shoes. Everybody. <laughs> we've got the uh, Saucony Convara Seven in the green color. Well, it's a it's a it's a lighter green, and then it looks like a uh, a darker. It's a nice fade. Yeah. Nice fade going on yeah. here. But I'm just going to call these the green shoes. All right. So those are the green shoes or the Convara Seven. Yeah, those those should work for you as as a neutral runner. Those will be perfect. Uh, for your uh, for your stride. Oh, finally, it looks like there's an envelope with cash in here. I assume you got that too. Uh, let me take a closer <laughs> look. Actually, I might have given you the wrong box. And... Well, I just assume you got cash too, yeah. right? Like we got the same thing, right? I'll, I'll check in with Mark on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for the record, there's no cash yeah, in here. Yeah. All right. Well, also, Docs, uh, I wanted to also hand you this here. What's this? Whoa, another pair of shoes. Uh, oh, yes. yeah, he did say we were getting two pairs of shoes. I shouldn't yes. be surprised. Nice. So, oh, dude, these are cool. These are uh, these are kicking around shoes, yep. right? So it's the uh, it's part of their original line. Uh, that's the shadow original there in a navy color. Dude, I like the look on these things. He's sliding them on right now. Um, you don't need to leave the... They've got two laces. You don't need to leave the laces on like that, although that looks pretty cool. Uh, I thought this is like the kids that wear the the baseball caps with the tags on them. Still, it looks like the the, the laces are uh, navy that come in the shoes, but the second pair of laces are attached as if they were a tag on the shoes, uh-huh. and they're gray laces. So I guess you could switch those out. Probably don't uh, walk out w- wearing them like that. Although, uh, well, I, I'm gonna have to talk to my fashion consultant <laughs> right, to see yeah, which color laces I, I, I need. I don't know what the what the right call is, but. Uh, I yeah, got you're the not same my fashion ones. consultant. I got the same one, so maybe we we shouldn't wear the same ones at the same time. Did um should we do like twinsies where I wear one blue r- lace on my right foot and then the gray lace on my left foot, and you do the same thing? We should definitely not do that <laughs> now for sure. <laughs> that is one thing we won't do. But uh, all right, well, good. Well, thanks again to uh, Mark and Michael from Saucony. Coming through big time with uh, a lot of, of, of cool Saucony shoes and gear. You'll have to let us know how those Kambaras uh, work out for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or the green shoes, as they will be referred to. Right. Um, if you tell me Kambaras, I'll have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. But green shoes, I'll, I'll, I'll follow. I'll track. That's the Kambara 7 and uh, a, an original, shadow original. So uh, cool shoes there, Docs. Nice. Thank you very much, Saucony. We've got a good in the news segment today. It got downgraded from great. No, it was no, a, usually it's healthy. Uh, it was a. This is a great and healthy in the news segment. <laughs> the actors in one of my favorite movies will be in the news today. Uh, do you guys know what one of my favorite movies is? I was going to say Hoosiers, but that's Hoosiers, Jenny Simpson. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, but I can't imagine like this is like your favorite out of the five you've seen. Right, that's true. That's, uh, that's we, a good point. We so you've got a one in five shot. Yeah, it's either Hoosiers, Ghostbusters, <laughs> uh, which we know you've seen. Right. Um, definitely not a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a period piece. Right. So it has to be something, probably a courtroom drama. It's actually not. It's Goodwill Hunting. I was actually going to say it's got to be Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You got it. So Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're doing something running related. I'm going to talk about that later here in the program. What a tease. Uh, also today, I want to talk about a couple uh, events that we are uh, involved with, and Pacers Running is involved with the book club coming up. Also, the Beer Mile, 
we've gotten a lot of uh, action and and movement on the beer mile, so we'll talk about that later in the program. What's first up? First, I want to do uh, talk to you. I, I got to get something off my chest. Um, oh yeah, that's why he drank a beer and a half before. <laughs> I haven't told Julie this yet. Oh boy! But, so, uh, so we'll find out if she's a listener. Yeah, um, and she's, but you know she's going to listen to the Ashley Higginson. Uh, no, show. she absolutely will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, as you guys know, I like to talk about London the dog on this program. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yesterday was it was a uh, was a very uh, a scary incident. I was at the Clarendon Dog Park. You know, I've talked about the dog park there in Clarendon a number of times as well. How many dogs were there? Because I think well, last time you were there, there was like 500. <laughs> I think it was 40. But today, yesterday when I was there, it was, I don't know, probably about 10, 15. Okay. So I was there about... Uh, you were there at 10, 15? 6 o'clock, <laughs> 6 to 6.30 at, at night. Uh, and, you know, in these dog parks in Arlington, mm-hmm. they have two doors. Right. So you've got... Kind of a, a staging area for the dogs, you mean so you can walk gates, in. if you will. Two, yeah, two gates, right? So you can walk in to the uh, the dog park and wait in the staging area and take the leash off your dog, whatever you need to do to get your dog ready to go out and run into the park. So <laughs> give them a pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you they, can do it, London. Today's your day. <laughs> so I am on my my phone. I had a, a pressing email, I mean, I, uh-huh. to get to, and and there are signs in the dog park that say "Stay off your phone," right? Mind your dog, mm-hmm. yes, or watch your dog. I don't think they say "Mind how do you, your dog." How do you know? How do you know that's what the sign says? <laughs> <I laughs> You've been too distracted by your cell phone. I do I'm see sure. the. I do see the the signs. So I am finishing an email, an important email, mm-hmm. and I see London somehow make her way. Through the first gate, right, and then I see did you her. See, did you see her make her way through the gate, or you just saw right, her? In good the point. I saw her in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I saw her in the middle, and then somehow that second door was ajar. Well, I assume both doors were ajar, right? And she gets out of the second door and races out onto Eleventh Street there in Arlington and Clarendon, which is not a real busy street right there where it is. Mm-hmm. But it's one not. wrong turn and she could be in, in a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she races down the street mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know how if I've run this fast. I, I'm, I'm not sure I've run this fast in, in quite some time or ever or ever. So yeah. I she she races down the street, takes a right turn into somebody's yard after a rabbit. She's really big into these rabbits. Uh-huh. <laughs> I sprint after her dive on top of her <laughs> tackle yeah. her like i'm a middle linebacker uh-huh. in the middle of this person's yard right. while she's chasing this rabbit and grab her and my heart's beating you know out of my chest right grab her and actually was able to get her and get her back back to the dog park where her leash is uh, meantime, Julie was going to meet me at any moment at the dog park. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I was more scared of her, you know, getting hurt or Julie coming and seeing me race after the dog. Um, or just Julie like sees you walking up the hill with the dog, like in my arms, yeah, carrying the yeah, dog like a baby outside. And that's what I, that's what mm-hmm. I did. 
Uh, that's what I had to do. But God, I wish she had seen you do that. But she texts <laughs> she texts me. And she's like, "Sorry, I'm late. I can't make it." And I was like, "I'm glad you're late." So she knows. I tell you, she knows the story. She actually did see you walking up there. She's like, "Cannot deal. <laughs> I'm just gonna give him a pass." Right. <laughs> so I tackle the the dog like I'm a middle linebacker and. That's the second time you said that, Joanna. Do you think yeah. you really tackle it like a middle linebacker? Um, I, I think yeah. you're overselling this far. Well, right? no, I think you're overselling this. No, I, I, I did. I have grass stains. Is your dry cleaner going to be able to get the grass stains out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is yeah. My dog, my animals are are destroying my your wardrobe. My wardrobes. Mm-hmm. Wait till I have kids. So I, <laughs> I don't know what to do at this point. Like, what do you mm-hmm. do? Do you scold the dog? Do you hold the dog? And cry. I mean, what, what what do you do? Well, what did you yes. do? Yeah, you hold Were the dog. Were there and tears? Cry. Uh, no tears, <laughs> but I didn't scold the dog either, because I, I, you know, she's acting on this natural instinct. She's this bird dog who wants to chase these rabbits and birds, and she'll yeah, never catch them. Not but birds. <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't know. I don't know what the right. I don't know what the what the right play is. There. Well, well, I yield to Joanna, the dog whisperer, on yeah. this one. Um, well, you know, Luigi is uh, he doesn't often run away, and I do have him off leash a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I first got him, he was very fond of any moment that he could escape from me. He would take off down the street. Um, There's a lot of times when I had to try to corral him because he would just like he he'd take off. Um, and I did always scold him, and he doesn't run away from me anymore. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's pretty simple to me then. Yeah, and my and when my parents had him for two weeks in New Jersey, he did take off into the woods after a deer. And when he returned, my dad scolded him, and he does not run away from my dad anymore. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe that's the play then, because I didn't because I, I didn't want I, I didn't want to confuse her on what I was scolding her for. I wasn't scolding her. For actually finally me being able to get her, mm-hmm. I was scolding her for her running outside of the dog yeah, I think park, the, I think which I, happened, you know, a few moments earlier. Mm-hmm. I think the dog would know why you're scolding. I think the dog knows that it took off and it shouldn't take off. It should have taken off. Yeah, you missed well, a golden opportunity. <laughs> you're going to have to let her escape again so that you can punish her. <laughs> no, no. Well, they say that dogs don't know that they've done things wrong, but they recognize that you're angry. Yeah. So they don't always make the connection. But I, I don't know that that's true because there was plenty of times when I first got Luigi that he would have destroyed a shoe or done something in the house that he wasn't supposed to and when i would come home he'd come outside and then he wouldn't go inside yeah dogs know when they've done something wrong he knew he knew that he did and i wasn't even angry yet so he couldn't he couldn't possibly have been reacting to my anger because i wasn't angry exactly dogs so i don't know who these people are that (laughs) are saying this but they're wrong well, there was actually um, when I was on my way to work the other day, I did not listen to the story, but I heard that NPR was going to do a story on animals that are smarter than we give them credit for. And maybe yeah. dogs are one of them. I this is not going to play out on on the show. I'm, I already know. <laughs> but okay. I, I saw one of the most hilarious videos I ever saw was a woman who recorded on her phone her dog, the, the way the dog was behaving. It, it had like destroyed something in the other room and so she she videoed it and, and and the dog was kind of like being very bashful and shameful and wasn't being yelled at so that so that's my my video evidence that I will show these people <laughs> because that dog definitely knew it did something it shouldn't have well i I think that uh I probably 
misplayed that one then last night. But I, I appreciate the advice. Uh, what I ended up doing was walking the dog back to the dog park, grabbing the leash, and then walking home with the dog. Julia just finished her last class of the semester, so we were going to go out to dinner, and it was going to be a nice celebratory mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't want to bring the night down by saying I almost lost and killed the dog <laughs> yeah, because I had this pressing email to get to. Uh, so I, I didn't mention it. So she, she I mean, she's obviously going to hear that now. Yeah. But. And I think, I think, you know, that's, this is good marital advice. You should, you should probably <laughs> delay telling Julie as much as you can. Right. Uh, because the later she finds out about it, the, the, the less she'll be upset with you about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. No, it's not. If anybody listened to this show, they would just think that Julie is mad at Chris all the time. All the time, right? <laughs> or everything. She, she has every reason to be mad yeah, at him all the time. Maybe, maybe so. It's well, a, it's amazing that she's not mad at you. Well, all here, the time. here's here's my here's my here's my here's one of my problems with the with the show and with you guys in general. I put myself Whoa. out there. Yeah, I, I pour it all out there. Uh huh. I don't hear anything from you guys. You guys tell me. Uh huh. What your personal issues are? Let's hear them. I think the listeners are interested. <laughs> I don't think they are. I think they are. I think they'd rather hear about nutritionals. <laughs> no, I think I think they're interested. Uh-huh. So I put myself out there. All right, Joanna, your turn. Go. What do you got? I have a mouse in my house. <laughs> you do. I know. You told me that on the way over here. And what is its favorite food? Its favorite food is all of my food. Oh, I thought it was just your bread. Well, no. Now it's eating my flour. Uh-huh. But nobody else's flower, just mine. And it's all in the same place. It's all yeah. the same packaging, but yeah. my, mine specifically. Right. Okay. We're getting somewhere. That's a good story. Docs, uh-huh. what do you got? Um, something personal. Something that the <laughs> listeners need to know about William E. Docs that's going on in William E. Docs' life this week. Um, I changed the light bulb in my bathroom this week, and it, it like <laughs> made the bathroom much brighter. And you didn't and- realize... No, that I, was going to happen. Okay. Well, I, you know, I thought that I would have the same kind of light, but I put a different kind of light bulb in, in the thing. But the the thing that that's embarrassing is is how much th- that excites me. Every time I turn on the light, I'm like, yeah, that's a different light. All right. Okay. <laughs> I think you need to get out more. He improved his bathroom. Hey, that's all right. Okay. You guys shared something personal. <laughs> that's great. I actually called my mom to tell her that too. You did? Mm-hmm. See? See, yeah. that is... See, he's, he's putting himself out there a little bit. <laughs> All right, so let us know at, at Pace the Nation. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Do you guys want to hear more about Docs and Joanna and their personal lives, their trials, their tribulations? What's mm-hmm. going on with them? This explains so much. So this is why you like Edison bulbs so much. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a light bulb thing. It could be. It, yeah, it's something I didn't wasn't aware of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing. That's been therapeutic for me. <laughs> I apologize to Julie. The dog is okay. Mm-hmm. I apologize for the listeners for it always being my personal story. But do let us know. Do you guys like the personal stories? At Pace Nation, tweet us. Well, I think they wanted a Doctor Docs segment. They yeah. did. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in the, the the tweets of the week. All right. I mentioned we have my house guest here uh, in studio today. It's more than my house guest. You know. Much more important to her being my house guest is she is a an Olympic hopeful. She just passed the bar and is now a bard attorney in New York. So I think that's pretty awesome and a, and a very unique uh, 
part of, of her running story is that she is not only a elite runner, but also ha- went to law school and is now a barred attorney. And it's Ashley Higginson. She's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program, and now we are excited to be joined by guys, a surprise guest. Well, mm-hmm. not a surprise, but we didn't plan on having her, but we uh, are she excited. knocked on the door in the studio? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Excited to be joined by Ashley Higginson uh, from Saucony and the New Jersey New York Track Club. Ashley, how are hey. you? Hey, guys. Good. How are you guys? I said she's a surprise guest, and we're doing, we're doing mm-hmm. great. Are you guys doing good? Yeah, <laughs> I, learned, I always answer for week. all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like the banner that says "surprise" when I came in today. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice touch in the studio. Well, you know, she's staying at it. I, I kind of surprised Docs and Joanna because she's staying at uh, my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley is uh, good friends with Julie, and we recorded last week. And I thought, wow, she's staying at our house. We should really have her in studio for a show. So uh, here she is. So yeah. Thank you're, you. You're thank a much better uh, house guest uh, host than podcast host because you put your, your house guest host responsibilities first and <laughs> then thought about the podcast. Well, yeah. let, 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 let's ask Ashley, how good a, w- of a house guest host was I? Oh, you guys are great. I mean, no, London, no, 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 no. London not how are they? How was Harley? Because <laughs> we know Julie sorry. is aces. <laughs> right. Chris is great. Thank you. See. Good dog. Good dog owner. Everything's yes. good about that house. Well, I was I was worried about uh, uh, her and and if she was getting enough sleep. You know, she's in training, getting ready for the Olympic trials, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, the dog gets up early. The cat's prowling around upstairs. We've talked about our, <laughs> right. my animals on this show right. many times. <laughs> right. So did the dog wake you up a number of times this weekend? No, not a number of times. Not, not too bad. Okay. Well, but it did happen. That's what I, I know. <laughs> London wakes up earlier than the average human being probably, yes. but that's okay. <laughs> so we actually, so uh, she stayed upstairs where Pino lives, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Pino was prowling around. The and cat. S- the cat was mm-hmm. prowling around upstairs and somehow got into the room that Ashley was staying in and the door was closed maybe for a few hours and the the cat was uh left in there without you know the cat box or food so I'm <laughs> concerned did the cat pee all over your clothes <laughs> not to my knowledge <laughs> not to your knowledge we'll see in when the I bed get home. Uh, yeah, yeah. the bed's fine so. okay all <laughs> that'll right. be the second surprise yeah. okay yeah. So, yeah you want to take the banner back to your house <laughs> yeah well she she may amend how good of a, a house guest host i was it'll go if, in the airbnb review <laughs> yeah no i appreciate uh you coming on it was it was good to see you this you guys you were in town for a wedding this weekend yeah uh i was in town for my one of my best friends growing up her wedding. She lives down here in D.C. now, so it was nice. My parents were here. Did they go through with it? They went through with it, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, in front of their friends and family. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. So did you get some good <laughs> Did you get some good running in here in D.C.? Uh, yeah. I. You know, whenever you come to D.C., if you're running with a runner from here, it's almost like 
they don't want to give you the tour so they right. so you don't really get to see the the mall and things like that so it's kind of cool i got to run with my boyfriend liam and he went to grad school here so he kind of showed me around uh georgetown and around the mall and we kind of we had a long run so we got we got around a lot of different Good. Parts. yeah that's right that's right liam did go to georgetown so he's familiar with all the right because there's a lot of great places here to run in dc so you guys uh, did do you did do some of the canal by Georgetown the trails back there? Yeah, we uh, we started on uh, Roosevelt Island. Our, okay, yeah, and then did a loop there, and then headed to the mall, and then back toward the towpath, and then back to the island. Nice, that's a good that's a good nice. run. A, a run we've talked about many times on this show, and mm-hmm. she didn't do the connector. Tra- is it the connector trails the or connector the Georgetown trails? Trail? Yeah, connector trails. Well, we can well, ask Liam what he thinks. I was yeah, I was hoping that we could settle that right now. Yeah, uh, without you because I thought they were called the, the spoiling the question the, the Georgetown trails, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll have to get we'll have to get Liam's take on that. Um, but uh, glad you had a great run and a, and, a, and a good weekend. So, like I just mentioned, you are getting ready for a big season this year, and uh, you run for Saucony and the New Jersey New York Track Club. Mm-hmm. So you're in New Jersey, grew up in New Jersey. So we all this show has plenty of New Jersey connections. So <laughs> where from in New Jersey? Where do you go to college, and where are you training now? Uh, yeah, so I'm from Monmouth County, New Jersey. I went to school in at Colts Neck High School. Um, and then from there, I went down the road to Princeton for college. So spent some time in Mercer County. Um, and yep. then I uh, went to law school. And while I've been running for the club, I was also in law school in Rutgers, Newark. And um, and now I live in Clinton and Huntington County with a bunch of the gang, a bunch of New Jersey, New York athletes. There's about four houses now of us. So uh, yeah, I, I love wanted, it. So I w- wait, wait, what's been your favorite county in New Jersey then? You know, I, I really, really love Hunterdon County. I mean, I, I do, I don't know. It's, it's just a little more rural and, um, and I don't know whenever people, especially in the running community, it, it's almost as if they, I think they like genuinely believe that we, um, like run through Times Square for our practices. Like, <laughs> right. you're like, I don't know how you live here. Like whenever we're at a New York meet, I'm like, I don't live here. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I always kind of say like, Oh, you should come out. If you're ever here for more than a couple of days, like don't stay in New York, like come out and see where we live. It's, you'll understand how beautiful it is. So I'm, I'm pretty biased, but so it is the New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey's first of the New York part of the track club. Mm-hmm. But tell us about the New Jersey, New York track club, your coach, your, your, your teammates and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I joined New Jersey, New York, after meeting our head coach Gags um, and Gags is just he's a behemoth of a coach in the track community uh, kind of like a living legend of sorts I guess that's easy for me to say as yeah. he's my coach but I think so <laughs> he is oh absolutely <laughs> um, and you know I just met him uh, for lunch one day when, when college was wrapping up and I just kind of had some unfinished business I didn't really necessarily think I was going to run professionally but I'd been injured my senior year and I kind of just wanted to give it a shot for another year. I deferred law school uh, for the year for 2012 just to sort of see what what I could do. Uh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like come to practice." And I was like, "Oh wow, like you'll coach me? That's all. That's all, Doug. <laughs> sure, I'll come to practice." Um, and so it kind of just started like that. I was just so excited. Someone even wanted to take me on it. It's crazy how in four or five years it seems like it's changed so much. So many running clubs. So many people anticipate being. Um, asked to join the club things like that so i was just really pumped to have the opportunity so i thought you were all in from the get-go but you ran in the 2012 trials and did pretty like what place were you there yeah so 2012 went awesome i mean i in college was 
a good runner. I mean, I was all American and stuff, but, uh, certainly not, you know, necessarily at that next level yet. Um, and it, it went really great. I PR'd in every single race I was in under gags for the entirety of the wow. year. Um, and then it kind of culminated at the trials where I came in fourth. Um, and fourth is just such a That's unfortunate a number. It's a tough number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't come in the top three, which on some level would have been like, oh, that was pretty cool. Let's move on. And then <laughs> I didn't um, kind of come in like 12th. And right. not that 12th's bad, obviously, but like in the race, you know, I didn't come 12th or something and be like, okay, well, I gave it a shot. I'm done. It was like that perfect number where you're just kind of like unsatisfied and want to keep going <laughs> so yeah so in yeah so you're fourth out in the uh 3000 meter steeplechase which is the event you specialize in so yes. that had to make you think wow i got to keep with this and keep going but you decided to keep going and pursue law school how well that, that must have been a pretty tough decision and mm-hmm. not a decision many professional runners like you make not many people are out there focusing on law school and running. So how tough was that decision or was it a no brainer for you? Uh, thanks. I mean, it, it was an interesting decision. Um, I mean, I guess backing up, I had initially planned on starting law school in Colorado. So, um, given, given I ended up in Rutgers, there's a little story there, Um, but I, I had every intention of just sort of starting school and, um, kind of, started growing to regret not having the chance to continue running. So we had to sort of find a way where that might be possible to do both. So um, I had originally gotten into Rutgers and I kind of emailed the dean and sort of groveled and asked if he'd consider taking me back. Um, and so, <laughs> After you turned them down. Yeah. So uh, he did, and um, which was, you know, really great of him. Um, and I actually was already halfway out to Colorado. I had an apartment out in Colorado, a down payment, and uh, turned the car around with all my stuff in it. So. This New Jersey draw. <laughs> you just can't, you can't mean, leave New Jersey. This, this New Jersey draw. I don't no. know what it is. There's, the, there's a magic in the state. I can't yeah. believe I got Julie to move to Arlington. Now, now that I really realize <laughs> how difficult this, this actually was. Yeah. Man. So for me, I guess in some senses it was a no brainer because I just felt, um, I just felt like I'd been surrounded by people who like really wanted to support both things and wanted to see me succeed and kind of, you know, set me up so that they could see me do both. They wanted me in Jersey. The Dean was amazing about being like, yeah, this is where you should be. And Gags and Tammy were so awesome about making sure we could figure out a way to do both. So when you have that many people who care about, you know, your success and want, want to create a place in an environment where that can happen. It's kind of like you owe it to them. So it became sort of easy with that support system. So you have passed the bar and you are now officially an attorney. So let's give it up for that. That is awesome. I mean, how many, how many Olympic trials athletes or attorneys out there? Yeah, I know one, I know one. She's a Canadian athlete, but she's an American trial attorney. Um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I guess not too many. Um, Do you guys talk shop together? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've only Meets. recently been like sort of connected with her online. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. She yeah. like really works in criminal law. So that's well, you, you've you've worked uh, you've worked and gone to school, right? Are you interning uh, for uh, a, an attorney or uh, at a law firm? Uh, yeah. So throughout the process, I guess right now we've, we're kind of at like a hiatus after the bar. Uh, just given it's only two months till the trials, we're we're kind of given that the space it deserves a little full-time commitment to running here before I kind of make some decisions about my future. But yeah, through law school, I was, um, I interned my sophomore or sorry, my second year to L year, um, at a, at a law firm throughout the summer. So I kind of had to make some decisions there about, you know, 
the the professional track racing schedules off in the summer in Europe and things like that. So I kind of had to miss out on some of that uh, mm-hmm. for that opportunity. But um, but yeah, and, and I worked at a clinic throughout law school um, within the within the school. Uh, but I mean, overall, some part time jobs and things like that. But kind of just doing both. So are you <laughs> are you missing like the 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 regular naps that a lot of these a lot of your uh, competitor or fellow competitors and teammates take and other off times that that you can have downtime because <laughs> you're working or studying? Uh, probably probably uh, missing out on Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not as many law and order episodes. Yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, I guess at times, but I I think that um, you know, most of those athletes came from great like college programs and stuff and everyone's kind of done that. You know, they've had a, they, they saw success in college, maybe a new level as a pro, but, um, you know, it's just kind of what you make of it. I've, I've met so many people. I mean, people who have kids on the circuit, people who got jobs, they got families, um, just doing really impressive things. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem that different. Um, Definitely at moments it did or the like very unfortunate like reality that finals always had to like fall right right between like some huge meet or something like that. But um, other than that, you know, it just always kind of seemed natural going straight from school to law school. Um, But yeah, I mean, now I took the bar in uh, February and I I worked part time this this fall and winter. Um, But but upon getting like the bar results and stuff, I just kind of just doing the running thing now and i totally see how you can make it a full-time job (laughs) i've been busy still not napping haven't quite figured out the napping watching episodes of buffy the vampire slayer on netflix but (laughs) (laughs) not still not napping so um yeah it's it's been kind of nice to switch gears here for a little bit but i kind of liked the I, i liked always waking up and knowing i'd have to do something where like no one cared about running right i don't know is that something humbling about that is really important because I love this world. It's awesome. It's also really small. Um, it's good to remember that on the bad days, I guess, <laughs> and on the good days. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. I liked working in clinic and stuff. Well, you are now. Uh, so you really timed it well because now you're singly focused on uh, you know the Olympic trials and hopefully the yeah. Olympic Lim- Olympic Games. And it seems like you're really rounding into shape. Um, you know, tell us about your season so far and your pen relays mile last last couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, um, it's been awesome. It's been really cool to sit down and really have a plan. I mean, the Olympic trials and Olympics are obviously nerve wracking for anyone, but it makes a very singular focus, um, which is kind of nice. You don't you don't have to feel like you need to go to some big meet to make money, like some off years or things like that. Um, so because of that, it's been kind of cool to just be training. I have uh, a phenomenal training group in the New Jersey, New York track club. I mean, uh, on the, on the upper end, uh, we have the defending national champion in the 5k on our team right now, Nicole Tully. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, I've got girls who've run 201, 202 in the eight and, uh, 407 in the 15 to, to work on speed with. So it's just really cool to, in any given workout, know that there's someone who has a strength that's better than yours on right. either the strength workout or the speed. Or the speed right? Um, so, you know, just having that group and, and things has been just so great. Um, so yeah, we, we sort of opened up in Florida relays, um, with just like a, a four by eight, which is my first 800 in about seven years. Four by eight. <laughs> so, so you guys can do like team four by eight. Yeah. Well, they let us go, okay, I guess is cool. a college meet. Um, yeah. and yeah, I guess for me, it's been cool to, I'm a steeplechaser first, obviously, but um, I haven't I haven't really worked on that 1500 type speed 
in the past. So I'm kind of excited about sharpening that side up. I think it's going to take that to make the team this year. I think it's going to take some quicker top end speed at the end of that race. So it's been kind of fun to do that part. Yeah. And you did actually compete in a, in a full mile at Penn. Yeah. A uh, full mile, which, which was cool. I mean, um, it was really cool to win there. Penn is special. I mean, it's not New Jersey, you know, we gotta, <laughs> right. we gotta get our own meet, right. but <laughs> right. it is pretty cool. It's like a neighborhood meet and you know, I, Walking around there, I just knew so many people. I've been, like, really filled with a lot of emotion lately. Uh, this year seems like a, a little final in some senses, like a culmination of things. So mm-hmm. walking around, seeing your high school coach with his 4 by 8 team, who's, like, a decade younger than me now, <laughs> and, like, your college coach is out there with his great team right now. And um, it, it was just really cool to be there uh, and, and to face off against some uh, one of the girls in the race, Chanel Price. She's more of an 800-meter specialist, but she's a – Pennsylvania girl everyone knows her there so it was really cool to match up against someone who I really admire like that um at a distance that's kind of right in the middle for us uh so she really challenged me and challenged what I could do in the second half of that race which was really exciting for me to to be able to you know feel excited about my kick I don't know often I think a distance runner thinks that they have to take it early and doesn't trust their kick and for once I'm starting to trust that kick a little so it's kind of cool what, what, what'd you what'd you run there and did you get a pen relays watch I did I got a watch um uh, we were in 434 nice. off a off a slow pace though we'll wow. say. <laughs> so That's we're great. excited the second half of our race was about like a 210 209 wow. so it was kind of it was just kind of fun for me to see that um but yeah, I got the watch. Got a watch. And there's this big wheel. No, no wheels for no. me. No. <laughs> are those just the relays? Those are just the relays. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, as I have said, I, I've been lucky enough to win the pen relays individually four times, but mm-hmm. no wheel. So technically, kind of like a relay, four which, people. But <laughs> which four races? Which four races at pen relays have you won? Um, I've run, I've won the three k as a high school athlete twice, and then um, I ran the five k in college. Um, and and then I now I've won. The mile. I never ran the steeple there, though. So, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> yeah. Has has anybody I mean, high school uh, champion, co- collegiate champion, and can can we do some research here to figure out has anybody done that, or maybe the research has been done. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. All right, we'll get our we'll get our staff. We'll get the, yeah, we'll get the scientists on. <laughs> yeah. So that is so that that really bodes well. Is that a PR for you, or have you run fast? Uh, no, yeah, I ran indoors. Actually, is my PR right now in okay. the mile uh, four thirty, which is you know four four thirty is kind of like the female. Uh, obviously, it doesn't sound as special as four, but right. four thirty is a special barrier. So um, it's unfortunate when you hit four thirty right. flat, <laughs> right. but you know I'm excited about the idea that that's there. So. So have you run a, a steeple this year, or when do you uh, open with a steeple, if not? Uh, yeah, I opened up at Princeton, which was okay. you know kind of special for me. Uh, very low-key meet, but kind of nice. The steeple just hurts. You, you forget how much it hurts, no matter how fit you are. It just <laughs> hurts at the end. So it's nice to kind of go out there yourself and recognize that, you know, kind of give it the respect it deserves, and then get ready for the next one to be a bit bigger. So opened up in 942, which is a solid performance at A standard but um, looking to do uh, a bit better than that. Um, so I'll be racing again in a couple weeks out in California and Oregon. I'll uh, take like a 10-day trip out there and run a 1500 at the Oxy High Performance, or I guess it's Hoka uh, High Performance meet now at Occidental College. And then um, I will head up to Pre, which will be really cool, and run the steeple up at Prefontaine Classic. Now, you won't say it, so I, I will, but you're <laughs> one of the favorites to make the uh, – 2016 Olympic team that goes to Rio, uh, which is a big difference 
probably than where you were sitting four years ago at this time. Yeah, How yeah, does that is. sit with you? Is that like nerve-wracking? Yeah. Is that difficult? Or are you ready for that sort of challenge and expectation? Yeah, I think I'm right. I, every time I think about it, people get excited for you about it. I kind of say I've kind of... I've kind of like come to terms with that meat. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet, but I've, I feel like the reason I made this decision was because of a fourth place four years ago to like keep going toward this. And I've had like amazing opportunities and races in between, but it kind of was about, you know, having that experience to line up there again. And and obviously just a better result would be great. But it for me, it was about, you know, I want to have four years where in four years I'd I can like say that I want to make that team or I want to be an Olympian or I'm good enough to be an Olympian. And, um, I think four years ago I was obviously upset with fourth place as anyone would be, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I shocked myself a little bit, you know, and, and a lot of other people. Um, whereas now it's kind of nice to be able to just, you know, no matter what the result, I think I'm going to be proud of my career, of my experience, my attempt, but that, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to fall on that sword and be like, yeah, that's what I wanted. And I didn't get it. And a lot of people are going to feel that way today. Right. <laughs> but instead of, you know, four years ago being young and being like, oh yeah. Like when people would ask what you're doing, you're like, yeah, I, you know, I, I run professionally. Uh, right. It's kind of confusing. I don't know. Like I'm trying to run. Just tell them you're challenge. an attorney. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, easy. yeah. Yeah. I'm just a lawyer. Yeah, I'm just, just a lawyer. lawyer. I don't run marathons yet. They'll be like, okay, I, I, under, I understand. Yeah, if you ran a marathon, that would be one thing. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's just cool to really just gain that confidence personally, as dumb as it sounds, to just – that you know, that's just about about life in general. This is my small way of learning. Like, if you can't – own what you want and you can't say it you're not going to be able to get there so well, kind of trying to do that you, you've had a lot of success since that 2012 uh olympic trials you were part of the world team that went to moscow in 2013 you were a gold medalist at the pan am games last year which was in toronto so like you said i mean regardless of what happens uh, out there in, in Eugene and in, in, in July, uh, you know, you've, you, the last four years I'm sure have been meaningful and, and a success for you. Thanks. Um, so y- you probably couldn't get there obviously without the New Jersey, New York track club, but also with the great support of Saucony. So yeah. talk to, talk to us yeah. about Saucony. when did you sign on with Saucony? Um, so the winner, I guess right around the beginning of 2012, um, okay. in the, in the winter, uh, yeah, and I've just I've absolutely loved being a part of Team Saucony. You know, it's it's a bit smaller um of a of a team, I guess, than other elite teams. Um but it's just been so great. I just every athlete that's a part of Saucony, I just admire so much. And you talk about um people just having just running to do and I guess like some of the athletes are just professional runners, but they're they all have such inspiring stories. I mean, Jared's a father and yep. I mean, Ben and Molly are just like they're leaders on our team, but like in the sport in general, they're just class acts, so highly respected, just do this job so well. They show you what it means to do this job with the like reverence and time it deserves. And I just, for me to like be a part of a team, I just find so like classy, um, and a team that maybe are the types of people that are underdogs when they get signed and just become honestly like the top of this sport and champions is it's just a culture i love being a part of and i'm proud of yeah and you said it's a small team and you mentioned jared ward who made the olympic team the the marathon uh you mentioned molly who's molly huddle who's a former olympian and former guest former guest more importantly here an american record (laughs) an american record (laughs) yeah and then you mentioned ben 
Ben, who's Ben True, yeah. uh, who is a stud 5,000 meter. I don't have his stats in front of me. <laughs> but you also have uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Solomon, Solomon yeah. who's, uh, who's a former Olympian as well. So yeah. it, with that tight group, small group, uh, including yourself, I mean, and I probably miss. I love lists, and I always yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there's Colin Beckwith, and yeah. Uh, yeah. there's Lara Tweed, and um, Chelsea Sidara. Oh, a whole bunch of people. A whole too. bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm some sorry. great friends that I've made along right. the way are those people. So, so. <laughs> so out of the small group are really a, a bunch of stud athletes. Uh, so talk to us about maybe a couple of the folks who've, who've been really supportive who are at the corporate, uh, level at Saucony in Boston. Yeah. I mean, so when I, when I kind of came on, Brian Mahoney was the elite athlete coordinator, or at least some of the distances and stuff. And, you know, I, I still keep in pretty good touch with Brian and he, um, he still works at Saucony, but he's kind of moving around with different roles. Um, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he, he recently texted me after my opener and just said, yeah, you know, remember like when we were just so excited that you ran an A standard at the trials and now like you're disappointed with an A standard opener by yourself um, at, 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 the, at the meet in Princeton. It wasn't like a big, huge yeah, meet yeah. in California or right, something. Exactly. Right, exactly. And I just like the fact that he remembers that or he remembers the moment at NCAAs where he thought he might want to sign me, um, you know, that it's just personal in a family and that's just really cool to have that, to have someone you can kind of contact on that level who is technically your boss and this and that, but you know, just feels like a friend. Um, and with that is, uh, Mark Bassardet who he's, he's worked at almost every sneaker company, every company in the business. So he, he knows what he's doing. Um, me and him always joke that there's a, um, there's a lawsuit in a legal book that <laughs> he's on the name of. Um, and he wondered if I learned about it in school, which I never did, but, um, he's great. I mean, he's always there for a team dinner. Um, he's also been there. He was a great athlete himself. Um, and then his relationship with gag runs really deep. He, uh, the Reebok enclave when he was at Reebok, um, hmm. was gags sponsor with that team. And it's just really cool to see how, how long of a history they have as friends. Um, and then after that, we've got some newer people like Tracy Koch has, uh, been heading up social mark or social media marketing. Um, and she's great. She's phenomenal. She's doing some newer projects with the athletes, getting to know us on kind of a different level with this whole social media stuff. Yeah. I've (laughs) I've seen you in some really cool social media recently that it was either your own or Saucony's. I think Saucony. So that's really cool that they're, yeah. they're involving you you guys in that. Yeah. And then we've got Tony. I can't, I can't not talk about Tony. Tony Brinkley, he's, the, he's sort of the heads up spikes and um, shoes and stuff like that and doing like Youth XC. So I've done some events with him. Um, but he's just phenomenal. He, again, just just a part of a family, the kind of guy who remembers to send you chocolates on Valentine's Day <laughs> or uh, on your birthday and uh, has, has two kids now of his own that I feel like I've gotten to know. And it's just really you know, cool that that's going to go way beyond a uniform or spikes or anything like that. Well, you said you've, you've traveled a lot for track meets, uh, Moscow, Toronto, California. Yeah. Do you have any favorite cities that you've traveled or, or visited that, that, uh, you got to see be- through your running? Yeah. Um, I guess for me, Europe's always really special. Um, I, I absolutely love Belgium. That's kind of a home base for a lot of elite athletes and just really beautiful country it's simple to get around and stuff which makes it easier you feel like home really quickly there but um i i love i love europe and then i've been a member of the deca nations team for three years which is kind of this fun track meet at the end of the year where 
um, the men and women are scored together and it's a U.S. team versus 10 or so other countries. Um, and it's always in France. So France has become kind of a nice place for me because of that. I've seen a lot of cities in France and I've gone with a, a lot of the same members on that team. So it just mm-hmm. feels kind of like a reunion at the end of the year. How, how long, when you go over to Europe, how long is the, is the trip usually? Um, so I am, you know, such a Jersey girl. So <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically, I always, for some reason or another, like even the year I made it to on the, the Moscow team and I had to be in Moscow, I went to Europe, came home, went back to Europe, came home, went to Moscow, came home. So I've only ever really been there like about two or three weeks at a time. Really? Um, hmm. But I usually do that twice. So it's probably, you know, a month to six weeks of the summer mm-hmm. will be in Europe. But I usually split the time or do a road race at home or something like that. Wow. I would try to avoid the airplane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just end up wanting to come home for a little bit or training or something, but... Um, so I want to know why the steeplechase. I think that it's the most interesting event <laughs> out there, but it's one of the most difficult. So yeah. what made you decide to start running steeplechases? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started running it my senior year of high school. I ran two steeples. Um, they're 2K in high school, and we don't have it in our state. Mm-hmm. But um, I I watched it on television, and it was the year before 2008, so the year before uh, the first Olympics that the women's steeple is going to be in. And they're kind of talking about that at whatever diamond league meet it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of the girls who would then go on to make the team were in it, uh, Anna and Jenny. And I just remember the commentator like screening to Anna, who's got like her crazy hair, <laughs> hair dye in. And she's just such a, like just a really cool person. And he's like, this is the kind of sport for like an athlete, like someone who played soccer. Yeah. And you just like see this like strong, like girl that's just killing it. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like there I am. <laughs> that's my sport. So it honestly, like that commentator made me be like, yeah, this is really cool. This is beyond like just running. This is like mm-hmm. athletics. Um, so I went to practice, told my coach I want to try. And he said, if I, you know, waited after practice to do more hurdle work that he'd let me try. And from there it was kind of history. I, I actually had to wait a year at college. My college coach wanted me to give the 5K a shot before we dove into the steeple. But um, sophomore year is kind of like from then on, all history. Um, But yeah, it's also been really cool to have chosen the steeple during that time, like Mm -hmm. 08 to 12 to now, like it has transformed. I mean, our country is just so good at the steeple now. We have perennially top 10 in the world Mm -hmm. athletes and you couldn't have said that for five years ago you know so it's just really cool to be even a small component of that you know surge toward a better sport and the steeple community is really close like i don't think any other event has their own hashtag the way that you guys have (laughs) there's a hashtag yeah steeple chicks okay steeple chicks steeple people (laughs) so do you uh, do you feel like you have that you have like the running community, but then do you feel like you also have own like a corner being in the steeplechase with all these other girls and guys that run the steeple? Yeah, I do. I think it's, um, I think it, I think there's like consistently been something to prove. There used to always be like, oh, well, you know, do the steeple if you're not quite as good <laughs> at this or that. And I think with that, there's been like a, a little bit of like a chip on the shoulders of some of those athletes. And so suddenly you see those athletes turning around and you see, um, I mean, Evan, who's run 332 and then mm-hmm. 15, you see um, Steph Garcia's got three Olympic A standards. Um, you see just, I think, I think like six of the top seven girls in the steeple right now have A standards in other events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's cool. I think that's like edgy and like we <laughs> want to prove ourselves across like different dimensions, which is kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think it's just like, 
you don't really get it till you do one either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that kind of unites people. <laughs> so going back to your Princeton days, I heard there's a, a, a pretty funny story uh, involving you in an eating club. Do you want to tell us that <laughs> one? Ooh, are, were you part of an eating club? I was part of an eating club. I don't know how funny the stories were. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I was part of... Uh, the, the university cottage club. What 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 are what are eating what are eating clubs? Are those like sororities? Or? Yeah, they're okay. just like the incarnation of why you can make fun of Princeton, right? So they're right. they're these beautiful mansions. Um, they are, they are beautiful mansions. That uh, that's kind of our social scene. I I guess it's like a frat or sorority, but it's men and women, and you can't you don't really live there. You just eat there and go out there and dance there. But yeah. I was a member of the more southern one, ironically. She doesn't look like she's part of an eating club. Yeah. <laughs> my my best friend went to Princeton, and I can't remember if she was in Cottage or Ivy. Oh, those are both, you know, a little fancy. I know. I can't remember <laughs> which one it was, though. They're also uh, bitter rivals, so you better find out. Yeah. It's like the Gryffindor and the Slytherin of the clubs. I guess I'll, it's easy for me to say the club I was in is like the Gryffindor of the clubs. Uh, <laughs> now, now you know what this means. I, 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 need, to, I need to get... I can't believe you just said that. We've had a discussion on this show about this Harry Potter stuff. I, <laughs> I have never watched Harry Potter. Didn't what? know what Harry Potter was yeah. until he also a couple doesn't weeks believe ago. in wizards. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad. <laughs> I am glad I've been hip to this sort of pop yeah. culture because mm-hmm. I I understood that and could uh-huh. just vibe with it without <laughs> missing a beat there. <laughs> so that that is very funny. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. I can't. We can't wait to see you uh, compete in the uh, all the races this spring. But of course, the Olympic trials, which start July first, uh, you already have an Olympic uh, trial standard, yes. right? Yes, which is more than I can say for right. the last time. <laughs> That's right. So, so you, you, yeah, you just said you got an Olympic A standard. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you definitely have the Olympic uh, trial standard. The steeplechase is Thursday, July seventh. That's the final. Uh, you have yeah. a you have a trial before that, but Thursday, July seventh, we hope to see you in the final. Yeah, and, and and we we can we can definitely follow you uh, along the way. You, your your Twitter handle is at Ashley Higgs. Yep, that's Ashley H I G with and then a Z at the end. That's a that's a Jersey thing. It's got to <laughs> be. Well, her first thing on her profile says Jersey girl. Yes. So, first uh, and foremost, yeah. <laughs> gotta put the important stuff first. Yeah. <laughs> and also, finally, um, we'll link this to her on our website too. You can uh, follow her. She's got a cool blog. It's peacelovewaterbarriers.wordpress.com. Thanks. Uh, enjoy your updates there. So, Ashley, thanks again for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Best of luck with, with, to you uh, as the the spring season and the the summer hit here. Uh, a lot of big races coming up for you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me stay at your house. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Thanks, guys. No problem. That's Ashley Higginson. Again, you can follow her. It's Ashley Higgs on Twitter, and her blog is peacelovewaterbarriers.wordpress.com. This is Pace the Nation. We'll take a quick break and be right back. All right, welcome back to the program. And that was Ashley Higginson of Saucony and the New Jersey New York Track Club. A very uh, cool, inspiring interview with Ashley. And it was big and unique. <laughs> it was big and unique. Uh, really cool story. She uh, is is going to be one of the folks we are going to follow as, as we get closer to the 
Olympic trials there in July and, of course, uh, the Rio Olympics that hopefully she's going to be a part of. Are we also going to follow her law career? Well, we, we can. I think, <laughs> I think we should. We, we didn't should. really ask her about that. Mm-hmm. I know. We, we, we should. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what kind of attorney she's going to be. I think that was just... You know, I, I try to stay. Hopefully, she's a defense attorney. There's always good to have one of them in your back pocket. <laughs> I try to stay in my lane, so I just we just try to ask her mostly running questions. Although, the lawyers have heart race is coming up here next month, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's a big race that Pacers is part of. Pacers running is part of, and so I think it's it's timed appropriately that we had her on the show, the attorney that is uh, an Olympic hopeful. Now that you bring up the lawyers have heart race. I think I let you borrow my lawyers have heart raised T-shirt and you never gave it back. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I had one back from the nineties. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, that race has been going on for thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I uh, I'll have to look uh, have to look in my uh, my room my drawer, but it's probably <laughs> Goodwill. I'm sorry. Oh man, I hope that's not Goodwill hunting. <laughs> We'll get to that later on in the program. But we talked about the steeplechase, and I think we probably should explain exactly what the 3,000-meter steeplechase is. We'll have our, our resident track nerd maybe take a crack at it yeah. first. But this is this is the concept. We did zero research on this. <laughs> okay. So my, my thought is that it's kind of like our version of drunk history, except I think they actually do research, and then they just get drunk. Yeah, I think And we do. did no research, and we haven't been drinking except for far away. <laughs> <laughs> But we're just going to make up the story and then um, see how many people tweet us to tell us how much we got wrong. All right, Joanna, start us off. Um, well, are we going to go back to the beginning of the steeplechase? That's where the story starts. Okay. Sure. So the steeplechase originated in the British Isles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it came from fox hunting, which was a very popular sport in the British Isles. I think a lot of sports actually originated from fox hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was it the horse well, or so, was it people running? So orig- and this is so originally people rode horses over, okay, the, barrier, over the barriers chasing right. the fox, but then then I think people started doing it without the horses. Okay, so just to just to probably give, in Ireland. Give give people some context before mm-hmm. we get into the too much of the history. Uh-huh. The 3,000 meter steeplechase is a race that's competed at the Olympics. The, the race is unique in the because it's got four barriers that are wooden. They're like hurdles. When hurdles. You're talking about this, which you have to jump over. But you have to jump over. But they mm-hmm. aren't like hurdles because they don't move. Mm-hmm. They don't move. There's no no give on them. And one of them exactly. has a big water hole. Behind well, then that's it. the mm-hmm. fifth one has mm-hmm. a big water. So there's four uh, immovable barriers per lap. Per lap, mm-hmm. and then one water jump. That's it. They're made out of burlap? <laughs> Perlap. Oh. Perlap. Uh, so the women's is 30 inches high. The men's is 36 inches high. That sounds like research. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. totally research. It's an event I did in college, so I should know yeah. more you about it. You did the steeplechase? I did. Yeah, yeah. That was my, my event. Well, that wasn't in my history. Yeah. Somebody, is, I think somebody said the other day, uh, was it on the show or something like this? Somebody said that they weren't fast, so they just did the steeplechase. Yeah. That's uh, basically what I did. Yeah. I resi- and and I resisted saying, "Hey, that that's what Farley <laughs> that's did." <it> exactly. <laughs> All right, so he's he's a, he's a, that's and, correct. But I'm I'm bringing it up now so that I can get credit for not being, right. you know, not going to my typical right. mean docs. Right. Right. That's true. That's mm-hmm. fine. All right, we will we'll give you credit for not being typical mean docs. So back to the history. British Isles and Ireland. 
Foxes. foxes. Foxes, horses, and foxes first. And then people decided to do it. People decided to do it, yeah. Were they like, hey, if that fox and that horse can do it, I could do it too. Yeah. I think in the way that people like to be challenged, somebody was like, well, I could mm-hmm. do this without a horse. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't have a horse. And maybe maybe the horse came up lame, but the, they still wanted to participate <laughs> in the fox hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're right that we're not totally accurate on this. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Uh, I, I'm Wikipedia it right now because mm. I, I I feel like we should have some. Is he he's fact checking? Credibility yeah, here. What kind of a show okay. is this? Well, before before you do that, this is this is a fact that's that's true. Mm-hmm. It was a men's event for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it did not become a women's event until the 2008 Olympics. Correct, but it did appear at the 2005 World Championship mm-hmm. in Helsinki. So it it was it was something that men did, and mm-hmm. then the women competed just at the three thousand standard. Mm-hmm. That's fact. That is a fact, and it seems so late in the Olympic Games to yeah. have have this be a, a event yeah. that women competed in. But a, when you think about it, the marathon really didn't begin until nineteen eighty four for women, mm-hmm. which seems surprisingly late as well. Yeah, but two thousand eight. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, Joanna, what did, what is it in in Rio that men are doing in the Olympics that women still haven't gotten the right to do? Is there a correct answer? No, I'm just wondering because this is this is a uh, what is it female fears show, <laughs> right? Uh, what what can we what can we kind of be our our political backdrop going into Rio? I don't know that there is. I can't think of anything. The answer is some some gymnastics. The mm-hmm. men do the rings. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and and the men do uh, I think the the horse, mm-hmm. and the women just jump over the horse, but the men have to do like a whole routine on the horse. Mm-hmm. So I think gymnastics hasn't come. It, yeah, it, but do the the men do a bar routine? Um, yeah, they do. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's four different events for men and four mm-hmm. four events for women. Yeah, but I think that I think for our political stand, we should we should talk about an equal playing field in the gymnastics realm. I wonder if there's ever been a woman that has wanted to compete at the rings. Um, I, I I'm guaranteed there has been. Yeah, yeah, we should get her on the show. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to do research here on the uh, three thousand meter. Yeah, we're stalling for here. you to do yeah, research. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right, so I have done some fact checking here, and boo. <laughs> The event originated in Ireland, so you point, were wrong. That's a point it's for me, right? It's not the British Isles. Well, Ireland's part of the British Isles. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well. <laughs> Hashtag geography major. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Ireland wasn't an independent country well, until 1920. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's fine. All right. Fine. British Isles <laughs> and Ireland seem very different to me. Okay. But so that's, a that's point fine. for me. I'll mark that all right, down. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. This is going to be really easy to just get points for everything this far away. <laughs> all right. So... Originated Ireland, horses and riders raced from one town steeple to the next town steeple. And along the way, they were jumping over streams and low stone walls that separated estates. So they're jumping over these streams. I guess that's the water jump. Mm -hmm. And then these low stone walls that separated the estates. And this was people riding horses? Riding horses, Mm -hmm. right. And then it culminated with them jumping over the church. No, the church steeple. <laughs> it doesn't say that mm. in here, but uh, eventually in eighteen 18- well, unspoken, it's just mm-hmm. known. Eventually in eighteen sixty five, they turned that into an actual athletic event for just people, not, and taking the horses out of it. Mm. Although I do think that at any sort of horse track, you can probably find a steeplechase. 
They I know still like, do steeplechase. The, yeah. the national horse race in England every year is is a big steeple event. Also, Fox Fields every year. Yeah, Fox Field over um, in Charlottesville. Yeah, that was a steeplechase. So or they had steeplechases in that race. It, well, the, then the steeplechase with humans made its first Olympic appearance at the 1900 Summer Olympics, which had men race over two distances, one over 2,500 meters and one over 4,000 meters. How uh, so, random. So they had two uh, distances. So the steeplechase was really popular then if Apparently, they had two different they had distances? Two. And then, then I guess it... Uh, became present on the athletics program, the Olympic athletics program in 1920. And then they became, you know, on the women's athletics program in 2008. But so, you, you know what I always thought was I weird? don't know what's the difference between the 1900 Summer Olympics and mm-hmm. the two, 1920. Maybe they're talking about the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I guess yeah, you're, you're right. Um, you know what I think is exactly always thought right. was weird was like, because in – Prior to 2000 and, what did you say, five or whatever? I mean, mm-hmm. before before women were racing it, mm-hmm. they they would run a standard 3,000 meters. Right. Like that that right. was the race. That was the actual race. And the men, you don't have a, you didn't have a 3,000 meters outdoors. Right. You know, like if you wanted to run the 3,000, if, if that was your event, you had to do hurdles. Yep. Otherwise, you had to step up or step down in, in distance. You do the 5K or the 1,500. And so that's what I like about the – I think they were onto something in 1900 where, where they did a 2,000 meter and a 4,000 meter. 2,500 meters and a 4,000 meters. Yeah, because I bet you they still ran a, a, a 3,000 clean. They probably did. It doesn't say that in the Wikipedia page. But well, I think we know more than Wikipedia. That's, <laughs> that's the extent of research I can do. So I don't know how many points you got there, Joanna, but you definitely got some points for the British Isles. I'm glad mm-hmm. I realized the British Isles had Ireland in it. <laughs> he won't remember I mean, that. Who, who, who knows this stuff? I don't understand who knows this stuff. <laughs> you guys, I guess. I think a lot of people, but that's all right. All right. Well, well, we sh- isn't uh, aren't you Irish? I, I, Irish descent. I'm 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 from America. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm from Arlington. Yeah. You know, I'm English. Not English like that, but I'm. Are, are we going back to English? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I ever said that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the history of the steeplechase as well as we can actually we can tell, tell you. But I think the the part that we want to talk about is 2008. Yes. Like how Ashley mentioned that uh, that was the first Olympic year for the steeplechase and it was really exciting and you had a lot of really cool people running at that yep. time. No, but now that you mention it, it's also kind of like women's pole vaulting because I know in my in my day, pole vaulting, women's pole vaulting became a new thing too. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable to think about, like, even in the 1990s, you're talking about the 1990s where it was not okay for women to pole vault and women to run steeplechase. It's crazy. 90s were a crazy time. I like to think about it that, you know, we're a very progressive generation, but I guess not. Let me let me ask you guys this. Do you uh-huh. guys know who, who's been on our show before that was a steeplechaser? Who's been on our show before that was a steeplechaser? Mike Matthews. A very prominent uh-huh. steeplechaser. Who was on the show before it was a very prominent in, steeplechaser? In college or professionally? Both. Mark Davis. You got it. Mark oh. Davis. He made the Olympic finals. That was easy. I know. It was oh, easy. man. I'm bl- I'm yeah. so, I feel so dumb. So, uh, a lot of Joanna steep- just won the tiebreaker. A lot of, steep- yes. a lot of steeplechasers uh, here in the news on Pace the Nation mm-hmm. uh, recently. So, thanks again to Ashley Higginson for joining us. Look forward to following her and uh, all her races this spring. 
And so next up, what she what did she say she's doing, Joanna? Uh, next, she's going to run the Hoka High Performance Meet at Occidental College. And that is May 20th. So next week, so we can follow her and see how well she does. Sounds like she's fit and ready to go. So look forward to seeing the results out there in uh, California from uh, Ashley. And what's her next court case? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should. We probably need to show up, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, it's it's probably uh, Collie versus Farley, <laughs> <laughs> the case of London escaping. Oh, uh, probably so. All right. Well, I mentioned uh, off the top that we had uh, some a couple exciting events here at Pacers Running Book Club. I've been blown away by the interest of Book Club. That's going to be at uh, Joanna's store, uh, Navy Yard. Tom Foreman will be our first guest, June twelfth. Uh, then we have Susie Favor Hamilton, July 17th, and Chris Lear is going to be August 14th. Uh, Susie Favor, she's been on the Run Pacers Instagram page, like replying to people, uh, and she's she's really excited about coming to D.C. She's also excited to come on our podcast. Nice. Really? So we will have Susie Favor on our podcast. She's not going to be in studio. We're going to do it before her event because mm-hmm. she wanted to use our podcast to promote uh, her book club uh, appearance on July 17th. So we will have Susie, Susie Favor Hamilton on the program here in the near future. So that'll be a fun. Uh, it's it's funny that Docs and I, you know, grew up watching Mark Davis and Susie Favor run, and now they're going to be guests of ours on the show. Joanna grew up watching. Carrie Gallagher and Matt <laughs> Sensuitz run and yeah. she got to see and Julie Kelly yeah. and got to got to have them on the program. Molly Huddle. I, I why do I do lists? Why I don't do know. I, do I don't know, but I'll do a list for you. <laughs> yeah. But I had four running posters on my wall in college. Okay. Guess who they were? Uh Susie Favor. That was one of them. Steve Prefontaine. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Bob Kennedy. Bob Kennedy. All right, we could definitely See, I lived with him. Farley for like three of those years, so he should get them all, but whatever. We could definitely get Bob Kennedy. Todd Williams. Yes, Todd Williams was Definitely on. get Todd as well. Uh, we, we have to get all four of Dox's you, posters. I don't think we'll get the fourth one. Will Rogers. Will Rogers or Bill Rogers? Bill Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roy Rogers. Bill is the right first name. Billy. Bill, Billy, Billy Mills. Mills. Mm-hmm. Billy Mills. Okay. All right, those are those were the four running posters I had on wow. my wall in college. I would have said Susie Favor would have been the hardest to get, but we are uh, ha- yeah. We it was kind of a, the, the way I, uh, I I presented that question was made it kind of easy to guess that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we, uh, we we can ask her that. I think that's a good question. What were the four posters on Doc's wall? <laughs> I think that's good. Good question. Four running posters. I, I think we should we should ask every guest and that. Liz Fair posters. <laughs> right, right. And Liz. Yeah, that's a good good idea. Yeah. I had a I had a Smashing Pumpkins poster. I had a great Neil Young poster. Uh, this is all in college. Yeah. What about in high school? <sighs> no, um, I don't think I have posters in high school. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I could have gotten away with that. Can you guess the um, posters that I had when I was in high school? In high school, Steve Prefontaine. <laughs> no. Well, one year I did. Okay. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, it wasn't. She wasn't Justin Timberlake. It, it was going to be uh, Ben Gibbard. Uh, I didn't have a poster of him. I was actually thinking of sports posters. Mm, okay. But you, you're never, ever going to get them. Uh-huh. But David Beckham. No. Um, was it Abby Wambach? No. The... 
Keep guessing. Uh, Mia Hamm. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I would say uh, you had a poster of um, Michael Phelps. No. But Mark Spitz. Mark Spitz, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other two were Brandy Chastain uh-huh. and Amanda Beard. She was a swimmer. And Janet Amanda Evans. Beard. I, uh, yeah, I, and Janet I love, Evans. I love, uh, um, I love uh, Amanda Beard. Who's the other girl? that uh, Natalie Coughlin. I like her, too. Yeah, she's nice, yeah. All right, well, I didn't have any posters on my wall that I can remember other than... You had the most Spartan. Yeah. Every year, your 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 room was so basic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had uh, in 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 high school. I think I had Brady Anderson, which uh-huh. was a baseball player who did steroids and hit fifty home runs. <laughs> and I think I had Doug Williams. You know, it, back in the day, it was cool to have posters like that. Uh, and I had Justin Timberlake. Did you did. Did yeah. you really? There we go. <laughs> All right, uh, another big event here in uh, Pacers Running Land is the Beer Mile that we are the official media sponsors of, and registrations are going fast right now. We can limit it to, we have to limit to 300 and about, I think, 70 or 380 registrants, Uh, so we're already well into that number, so please sign up now. Uh, You can go on the Run Pacers website if you want to be a part of it. We will be broadcasting. We will also be running. Some of us. All One three of us. Of us. All three. <laughs> One of us. All three of us. So uh, come out and race your favorite podcast host. Chris, I guess. <laughs> in, the, in the beer mile. Wait, should we do a relay? Should we do, should we do like podcast relay? Farley can okay. run pop and anchor. All right. We could, I, I'd be up for that. Or we could have Kelly do, do Kelly a, can do oh, a leg. Yeah, yeah. Do a leg as well. All right. I like that. If, if you two won't do the whole thing. Will you do? A, will you do a relay? I'll do a relay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's get Kelly. Will you do a relay? We <laughs> We're not going to write you. Well, sign up now because uh, Kelly's gonna going to have to get her own fast. podcast to respond to <laughs> right. us. Right. <laughs> right. That is the Great North American Nautical Beer Mile, and that's coming up July 9th. So uh, sign up now. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers running with five area DC locations. Pacers running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. So go if you, next time you're up in New Jersey, go see our guys over there at Palmer Square, seven Palmer Square in Princeton, New Jersey. You can of course tweet the show at Pace the Nation. Every week, uh, Joanna reads the tweets on a separate segment mm-hmm. that seems to be getting longer and longer. I think last week she read every single tweet, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> But uh, you know, if Joanna deems it worthy, she will read it on the on the separate segment of uh, Pace the Nation. All right, this week in the news, all the news that is important to the hosts that's running related. Most of the time, it's running related. I mentioned. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon earlier on the program. Well, I mentioned them because not only do I enjoy Goodwill Hunting, one of the five movies that I've ever seen mm-hmm. or actually enjoyed, uh, they are casting for a program called The Runner. It's a reality show 
where contestants could win one million dollars. One million. I like that movie too. That was the other. <laughs> that was two. That was the second of my five. Uh-huh. Uh That was Austin Powers. Uh, so did Bennett, you see that in the theater? No, you didn't. No, later, later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go to the theater often. Uh, ben theater. Affleck and Ben Affleck <laughs> and Matt Damon are looking for people to appear in their reality show, The Runner, which. Uh, contestants vie for a million dollar prize and they will race towards an undisclosed city trying to avoid detection. How about them apples? So I I don't know how running will be a part of it, but the casting call uh, lists running as the first uh, skill that the potential contestants need to have. Wait, but we don't know how this is working? They said, well, the casting call reads... When you say... Okay. I'll I'll tell you, the casting call reads, Mm -hmm. in part, each applicant must be good in physical and mental condition and be able to compete in a high-intensity, seven days a week, 24 hours environment of physical hide-and-seek around the country that will include a series of skill-based challenges that may be considered physically and mentally demanding, running, climbing... More running, lifting, etc. They'll definitely be doing some steeplechasing. <laughs> so probably some steeplechasing. Um, so I think they're still taking entrance for that. Joanna, are you, have you applied already? Mm-mm, no. Well, the show will be filmed. When? when ju- how long does she June have to June twenty seventh to July thirty first. Uh, you got to be uh, twenty one years of age and in good shape. Obviously, are you twenty one? Yes. And right. uh, they the applications go now until. It looks like uh, the middle of June, and then they start filming June 27th. So get you, out you're there. You're definitely going to apply, right? I mean, I guess now I have to. Yeah, get I think you there. should. I would do it, except I'm not mentally sound. <laughs> so I've, I got the second criteria wrong. Uh, well, Joanna, we're, we're depending on you to win that million dollars. We, yeah. we, what could we do with this podcast with a million bucks? Uh, I seriously doubt Joanna would come back to the podcast if she won a million dollars. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Well, of course I would, because I. What else would I be doing? She wouldn't come back to the oh, store. Oh, she wouldn't come back to the yeah, store. Just uh, podcast yeah. full time. Uh, that is my dream. Yeah. Also in the news here today, uh, the, a judge dismissed Nick Simmons' run gum lawsuit. Uh, did Did we talk about this on the program before? Uh, Refresh my memory in case we didn't. All right. Well, Nick Simmons uh, went to a U.S. district court in Oregon, and he posed a antitrust lawsuit uh, against the U.S. Track and Field and Olympic Committee saying he should be able to display logos of, you know, his sponsors. And what the rules are now is only approved sponsors that have paid money to be part of the U.S. Track and Field Games uh, and the the Olympic uh, the Olympic Games as well. So, you know, Companies like RunGum cannot be. Uh, you can't use a logo on your on your jersey. Is he trying to have like a NASCAR jersey? Yeah, I think he wants to have a NASCAR jersey. Mm-hmm. And no, he's not. No, I I just yeah. I don't like NASCAR jerseys. Well, earlier this week, Simmons closed an eBay auction where he took bids for nine inches of advertising space on his shoulder. The winner was the CEO of T-Mobile, who paid. $21,800. Uh, so he'll have a T-Mobile either tattoo or temporary tattoo on his arm mm-hmm. at the Olympic trials. But So I guess that's legal. I guess the temporary tattoos are legal. But I thought I thought he did that bit before and they made him put a bandage yeah. over it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, he's going to either, he's well, gonna either pay back the 21000 or 
Do you think that that twenty one thousand includes the the cost of the tattoo, or is it twenty one thousand dollars <laughs> plus the cost of the tattoo? I think it. I think it's the tattoo is not included, mm-hmm. and that would be my guess. I don't know how you feel about the whole Nick Simmons. I I, I mean Nick Simmons came to Pacers running and was was awesome. I don't know how you feel about that whole you know his back and forth with the U.S. Uh, track and field committee and. Joanna doesn't look like she wants to comment. <laughs> um, I like Nick Simmons. Yeah. I think he brings up some good points. Um, I think sometimes he does come off as a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that the athletes have some rights that maybe aren't being talked about or represented. Um, but sometimes it just seems like Nick Simmons doesn't do them any favors with how aggressive he is in his uh, pursuing of athlete rights. I think that's well said. Yeah, exa- I was yeah. thinking the same thing. That's I don't want to comment well, now. Well, well said. <laughs> Also today in the news, Mark Naylor sent us a story. Uh, Docs, you have that story handy. Oh, is he just handing it off to me? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm letting you do the heavy lifting on this one. All right. Well, he, he sent us uh, an interesting article about running in the Indian capital of New Delhi, okay. which is the city with the most polluted air in the world. Um, although More I than bet, Beijing? Yeah, I was going to say, I bet Beijing gives it a, uh, a, a, run. A, a run for its money. Yeah. But it's it was interesting. They were talking about, um, you know, it's an, an interview and kind of talking about you know the merits of training like this, and and the uh, athlete is coughing, and they say if you run a two-hour marathon, which I thought was kind of interesting because not only would that be an impressive feat in <laughs> clean record, air, right? Uh, let alone, but they said it's <laughs> um, it's like smoking eight thousand two hundred cigarettes. Wow, that's a lot of smokes. I know that's a lot of cigs. So, are people in New Delhi who are running getting like lung cancer and stuff? Are they suffering from the same things that smokers would? My research shows no increased cases of lung cancer. So, I don't know. Yeah, but probably everybody's getting lung cancer. <laughs> That's true. I, I honestly, like, if, if I was uh, training to be an athlete, I would just just move. Right. That's probably <laughs> if, if you have idea. If you have the money to, to be doing sport, uh, use that money and go somewhere else. It's probably more healthy to, to move somewhere else. Uh, than to to try to be healthy in that city and then run in that city. All that's right. that's science. All right, all right. Finally, in the news, famous Charlottesville runner Philip Weber. We've covered him a number of times on this program. Better known as the Running Man, will have a 8K race in his honor, uh, which is 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 really cool. So he, he uh, was tragically struck by an SUV. On a long run in December of last year, and they're going to do the Running Man 8K in Charlottesville. Uh, That's going to be set for Memorial Day weekend. It will combine a few things that Weber was passionate about. Uh, Cold beer, so there'll be cold beer after the race. Obviously running, most importantly. And proceeds will benefit the Jefferson Madison Regional Library. So a lot of things that are near and dear to the hearts of this podcast. Cold beer, running, and the libraries. Mm-hmm. Joanna's cold, cold beer, I'm libraries, <laughs> and Docs is running. <laughs> As, I mean, I didn't even have to tell everybody that. Right. right. That, was, that should just be cut out that, because yeah. it's so obvious. <laughs> so really cool event that will happen Memorial Day weekend, an 8K race for Philip Weber. The Running Man. All right. Good show, guys. Great show. Thanks again to Ashley Higginson. 
Saucony runner. Also, she represents the New Jersey New York Track Club for joining us today. Newly barred attorney, and uh, she's got a cool story. So really appreciate her joining us. Good luck to her and her races coming up. Thanks to the listeners. As always, you guys really appreciate uh, all your support. Continue to share our story, our podcast with five of your closest friends. Uh, thanks to Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docks. And I'm Chris Farley. And this is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. high school footage of Jason Williams and Randy Moss playing basketball together and the song they, they have a 30 second clip of the good old boys by uh, Waylon Jennings just the good old boys that's the best ad ever made um when I was in sixth grade I wrote a Nike ad you did yeah do you want to hear it yeah of course we do okay so <clears throat> the setting is a gym class so um, you can hear like basketballs in in the background, and mm-hmm. um, there's an instructor standing in front of a group of kids, and he's explaining something. And he's wearing in like the camera zooms in on him, and like his hat, mm-hmm. his his shirt, his jacket. He's got like a whistle on, shorts. Um, are these are these like standard middle school gym teacher clothes, or are they all Nike? Well, it's all Nike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's not like the bike, the short bike shorts. No, 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 no. It's everything's Nike. Well, so anyway, <clears throat> in the back of the class, there's two girls who are talking, and one of them says the other. So you think his whistle's Nike? I think it's a great commercial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. For a not sixth bad. grader? Come on. That's great. It's okay. I mean, you just developed the good it. old boys. <laughs> yeah. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born.